Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Taking a Walk, Music History on Foot. If you like the podcast, please share this episode with a friend. Buzz Knight is your host, and today's episode is a unique story of musical independence. Daniel Cervantes is our guest, and he's a working musician with his project Chess Fever, which is comprised of members of the band Mrs. Henry, showcasing the official revival of the band. Daniel is also the owner of Blind Owl Records, an independent West Coast label. Join Buzz next with Daniel Cervantes. Well, Daniel, thanks for uh, joining us. What part of the country are you in? Uh, I, uh, I'm in Barstow, California right now. You're a man of many elements in your toolbox. Thanks for joining us on Taking a Walk. How did this all happen? Uh, may I call you... Your dudeness, or duder, or El Deuteronomo? <laughs> oh, I'll go away. The, yeah, Deuteronomo, Deuteronomo, Dan, uh, Cervantes, and Max Cervantes. Uh, you know, I'm still trying to figure out how it all started, but it's still going, so I guess I should be thankful for that. Um, it started, I don't know, as early, theoretically, as 2012, uh, technically, when I put out my first Mrs. Henry CD on Myers label, Blind Owl, and the record label started out because I started a band, and, and uh, I, know I didn't know anybody who would want to put us out or do anything because I didn't know anybody um, then, and uh, still trying to meet everybody now, but at that time, uh, you, you if you're in a band, you have a 
you have a record, you got to put it out. You got a record label. So I thought, well, I'll just come up with my own record label. And that's how Blind Out Records started. Well, when did the, um, the light bulb go off telling you you would have a musical journey in your life? Um, that was early on. That was um, much more before 2012, let's say. Um, you know, when I was in high school, uh, something just clicked and... Uh, you know, I think, you know, as a young adolescent or teenager trying to find your way in the universe and the world and trying to find some purpose, um, the guitar came into my stratosphere and it's just clicked. And, you know, one morning I just woke up and the light was on. And I was new. This is what I want to do. It's the rest of my life. Come hell or high water. I still have been doing it. Did anybody try to talk you out of it? Many people tried to talk me out of it. <laughs> Many people still try to talk me out of it. <laughs> um, you know, it's, uh, uh, but that being said, everyone around me is, you know, from my, you know, this is from my wife to my mom to my, uh, you know, everybody probably but my dad. Um, my dad's always been a big supporter and uh, he, he knew at a very early age, but when I was, you know, my parents were separating, I was at his house. He left for work one day. I was over the weekend, I'm just sitting there at 10 in the water playing guitar. He came back at 10 that night, and I'm sitting there playing guitar, listening to, you know, this or that. Uh, He's like, well, I've never seen this kid, so, you know, do, do something for 12 hours straight in a row that was you know, do something good for him. There's something that was bad for him. <laughs> so he's like, he might be onto something. So, you know, but, uh, you know, at this point, there's more lovers and, and I've got a lot of support and, uh, a lot of backing to, to get me through. And, and, um, it, it a lot of the, all the love and support goes a long way, especially when you're in your mid thirties in a rock and roll band post pandemic. And, uh, you're in a hotel in Barso, California, because he left Denver, uh, Colorado, a little late, uh, by a little late at night, three in the morning yesterday. You just didn't have the heart to do a 4 a.m. pull into San Diego. And the San Diego community really is where you were, uh, you were formed, right? Correct. I don't know where I was conceived by the San Diego, but I was definitely formed to San Diego, isn't it? <laughs> It formed my musical upbringing in San Diego and, in, and Los Angeles as well. I uh, I lived in LA for six years, where I went to Musicians Institute and Los Angeles City College, and got my bachelor's degree in music, and uh, had a whole bunch of journeys, met a whole bunch of lifelong uh, friends and relationships there in LA that I still have with me too. Well, since you like to wear you know cool hats, and and since you wear many hats. Obviously, we'll really start with the musician hat and uh, go through sort of the evolution of uh, of your brand and your band. So, how did you sort of decide to take, you know, certainly the path loving this uh, amazing band like I do and many others do called The Band? Um, well, that kind of just came out of oil. Um, sink or swim in uh, a point in my career. So I was living in LA, as I previously mentioned. Um, I was 
working hard to be in a band that um, I had the opportunity to. It was a band um, that's actually out there. It was called Birdie. Um, and this band, Birdie, had a few records out, had kind of a buzz going. Um, and, uh, you know, anyone out there could do the research on, on some, you know, it's it's funny in LA, it's, it's definitely, you know, it's not what you do, but so, you know. And, you know, as I mentioned, there's still lifelong friendships and relationships I, met, I made when I was in LA that stayed with me till this day. And where the band Love and Spark came from was I was trying to join this band. I had a really good friend that was the bass player in it. And at the time, I was a blues guitarist disciple. I mean, I loved classic rock. I had heard of the band, but I didn't get the band. And, and, you know, I was at that time more Peter Green and, you know, John Mayall. And I was more about Muddy Waters, Newport, than I was about, you know, Woodstock uh, in 67, 68. So, you know, I was having trouble just wrapping my head around being an all-around guitarist i gotta play rhythm i gotta play lead but i gotta play at the same time and i'm like i'm i'm you know like i kind of put myself into the one or the other and then my friends like dude well have you ever done robbie robinson he's like dude robbie he's like that's the guy you need to go and listen to and watch and i was like robbie who he's like robbie robinson i was 24 and i was like okay sure man i was like i mean at this point i really want this gig i have to do i have to do to get it because there's you know it's a a lot of great opportunities. I want this gig. And he put on the last walls they put on up on Crypto Creek. And I listened and I was like, okay, yeah, that he's playing. He's, you know, I'm like, okay, he's playing a little rhythm here. And then he puts his lead guitar there. And then, then he's back here. I was like, oh, he's playing the guitar. And now, like, the light bulbs went on in my head again. I was like, oh. And then my friend Jeff's like, it was my friend Jeff McElroy, who was the bassist in the band. I was like, yes, you just have to play the guitar. And he's saying this this whole time. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't get it until I watched this. And then I became a fan and just, it became a North Star for me as a guitar player of how to be a guitar player. A lot, kind of a lost art of just being a guitar player. No pedals, no frills. You play the guitar, you turn your volume all the way up when you need to take a solo, and you turn it down when you want to play rhythm. I mean, a huge influence from the get-go. And then it just never stopped. And it was, you know, I was 24, and that was at a time where, you know, I still was having more like, oh, who's this? And somebody turns you on to an artist. You're like, oh my God, we buy every record like fine. And I, you know, listen to it day and day and night, day and night. And I was still there in that development. Still am. Somebody recently turned me on to Dave Matthews. I saw a Dave Matthews concert last year after years and years of me. I see Dave Matthews. The guy see Dave Matthews. I'm like, ah, I don't get it. Let's watch, watch, watch the DVD you know, 20 years ago. Ah, I don't get it. And then I saw him live and I was like, holy shit. This is maybe the best concert I've ever seen. So, yeah, all starting there. Uh, necessity. I either got it or I wasn't going to get the gig. And also, they got the gig. And I got it. <laughs> so, you unfortunately never got to see the band play it live, right? Correct. I, I never got a chance to see any members of the band play, let alone the band. Do you think if you did, it would have somehow changed the way that you interpret them at all? 
Oh, 100%. And they're still very much one of the hardest bands categorized. And I mean, let alone a band that they chose to have their name be one of the most hardest band, easiest band to understand what they call the band. But it's an avenue of Costello joke um, constantly with them because nobody gets it as a band called the band, let alone they're not, they're, they, they, they're, they had an interest in every kind of music, but they were good enough to dip their toes in it, but they were great enough to make it work. And so, you know, I feel like there's hasn't, there's, there have been bands that eclectic since, but most of the time when a band comes out, it's pretty much a straightforward thing. And they revolutionized um, what a band could do. I think that's why everybody was obsessed with them was, you know, at their core, they were just a tight unit. That was years. Like, I think at least five to seven years of a band, let alone playing and touring relentlessly. Ever thought about reaching out to the last uh, surviving member, Garth Hudson? You know, I we've tried. We've made attempts. We've had people make attempts. Um, you know, some people are easier to get a hold of than others. I mean, I don't I never would have thought Garth would be easy to get a hold of. But, um, you know, also, I we've tried. And, you know, we've also... And whatever made time to his life on this earth. Why would he want to talk to us? Let alone... You know, um, you know anyone. There are a lot of people who say that Garth Hudson. Garth's never calls. Uh, we never talk. We never wake up. And we've tried. We've been like, let's we'll we'll jet. We'll drive like four hours out of our way just to shake hands with the guru. But you know, meet the Buddha. We jumped at an opportunity to get to meet Garth and share the stage with Garth. Daniel, how can uh, people follow the uh, the touring schedule and all the great output of Blind Owl Records? Um, they can follow it online, um, blindowlsd.com, blindowl.com. You find, you know, about what we're doing. We've got an awesome newsletter that, you know, we make sure to have at least a monthly outreach, if not bi-weekly. Um, and, you know, we're continuously building that building it's however you can and people have every avenue that they like to follow a band on so it's all out there it's so nice to uh, meet you virtually daniel congratulations on all the great work and uh, thanks for being on taking a walk yeah oh absolutely thanks buzz taking a walk with buzz night is available on spotify apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.